Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is uh, Chuck Livingston, uh, joined as always by Logan Livingston. What's up, guys? This is uh, this is this week's edition of the Lost Cat. I mean, the Hogcast, <laughs> uh, where we recap the latest Arkansas football loss um, <laughs> for, for for your ears. We got. I think we're gonna have a lot of those trends going forward. We don't see a W on the schedule probably till November. So, and you have to look really hard even to see one then. It's uh. <laughs> It's an it's an increasingly bleak season, um, Hog fans. Uh, I don't have to tell you that. Of course, you realize it. You probably watched all that game last night, like we did. Um, Logan, I don't know how you celebrated the loss, but I went out and uh, had about five beers of the Flying Saucer in Memphis. Yeah, I had to drink uh, pretty steadily during the game. So mm. there was a lot of drinking during the game. We were at a party for one well, of my friend's birthdays. So I would have started drinking during the game, but I knew I was driving to go drink after the game. Gotcha. So I needed to be in the right state of mind, you know, to operate my, my motor vehicle. So gotcha. uh, after, I started drinking pretty heavily after that. Uh, Brett decided he wanted to kick a field goal if we haven't stopped them all night down like two scores. Yeah, that's that's not a second guess deal. That that Logan did say that like as they were lining up for it, and I kind of defended it. Like I'll admit it. I was like, well, you know, you got to stop them at some point, and you got to get points here, and, and blah blah blah. You know, and then of course it we didn't stop them, and Logan was yeah. right. So yeah, uh, you know, I got I got no problem telling you when I'm right. I got no problem telling you when I'm wrong. And I was I I caught the L in that situation. No no question. Yep, so, I mean, I don't even know where to begin on this game. I mean, the defense really just didn't show up. Literally, we we they ne- we never stopped them. I mean, they threw a pick uh, kind of on a Hail Mary pass. They threw yeah. two picks. One was kind of a garbage pick because it was yeah, kind of in the half. Uh, I don't even really remember the other one. I mean, I tried to tried to block out most oh, of the Oh, freaking uh, – it was down the right sideline. It was in Oh, it was COVID. DJ Dean. Yeah, DJ Dean DJ had Dean a pick. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, that one. So I guess yeah, you, can, but, you can call that one a stop, but uh, not not a lot of not a lot uh, of defense going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Mahomes had four incompletions last night. Two of them were interceptions. He was twenty six of thirty. So, uh, you know, you hate the two turnovers, but one of them was on a hail mary, and one of them was on a pretty good play by Dean. Without that, he had two other incompletions. So, uh, let's just start there, uh, Logan. Uh, I I don't know that I could complete twenty six out of thirty passes to you ten yards apart. With no yep. defense on the field, um, <laughs> and he had what is what is supposedly an SEC caliber defense in front of him. How impressed were you by Mahomes, and why, why do you think this happened? I mean, I can't tell if it's Mahomes being really impressive, or is it our defense just being really bad? Like, I mean, yes. I honestly, I, I really can't tell at this point. I mean, considering we lost to Toledo last week, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of a mixture of both. Um, I just don't know how our defense has taken this much of a hit. Like, I know we lost some guys in the NFL, Spate, obviously. We lost a lot of our pass rush, where I guess what Colby kind of talked about in the group text was maybe us losing those pass rushers is kind of exposing our secondary, you know? Cause right, trickle-down effect. Yeah, because quarterbacks are getting more time to pick them apart, and you're getting to see that vulnerability now where you didn't get to see that last year because you had Flowers and Phylon breathing down the quarterback's neck. And you um, had Spate covering up for some, you know – yeah. Uh, I mean, um, you said. Oh, by the way, uh, Colby is dead. He committed suicide last night after the game. That's why he's not here. Uh, we're gonna Colby's bury him on Monday. Uh, please pray for his family at this moment. That, that poor soul. <laughs> he was a good guy. You know, I always remember Colby. Um, but uh, we certainly. The Razorbacks finally did him in. They finally did him. <laughs> we, we, I think we all kind of knew the whole time that that he was gonna, that, that he that he wasn't gonna, that the Razorbacks would, would kill him. We just didn't know exactly how and when, but. Uh, but here we are. So, uh, Colbs will never forget you. Uh, we, we do. We're dedicating this show to Colbs' memory. We love <laughs> Colb you, buddy. Colbs really not dead. He'll probably be back next week. He's just kind of depressed, I think, still from the from the game. He needs a little break from. Get himself out of bed. I don't know. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the rushing, the, I guess the promising side of this game, if you want to find one, uh, we had 170 yards rushing uh, from Alex Collins. That was big, considering he kind of didn't show up against Toledo. Um, Brandon Allen had a pretty decent game. I mean, he had a couple bad throws. He was 16 of 21, had about 200 yards, two TDs, and a pick. That pick was awful, though. That was pick was bad. It was right. He, 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 he pulled the Ryan Mallet where he thought he threw it away, but it <laughs> yeah, actually it stayed right. in bounds. And yeah. uh, and then there's a an underthrow on a wide open. I think it was Jeremy Sprinkle uh, on yeah. a drive that we ended up yep. not uh not con- turned into any points. But you know, I mean, these things happen. But yeah, I mean, he. The, the the offensive scheme looked more like what we're used to seeing or, or what Brett has uh, advertised to us. You know, the bill of goods he's sold us here. And uh, just, just the stop. defense. Yeah. yeah, just the defense was disappointing. Yeah, they had 486 total yards. That's a lot of yards. That's a lot, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a lot that's, of yards. That's, uh, that's almost five bills, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, another thing that really bothers me too, like I don't know if you guys noticed, but like as we were like – we were down two scores late in the fourth. And I felt like again, like we talked about this in Toledo, but we didn't change our offense at all. Like it was no. just like we're gonna we're gonna keep methodically sp- spending eight minutes a drive going down the field. Like I get that's your philosophy, but you're down two scores with about five six minutes to go. I think it's time to kind of get some sense of urgency. But I mean that's Brett Ball, that's Burt Ball, Burt Ball. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and again, yeah, you're right. It reared its ugly head for the second week in a row. Um, not much to say about this game other than, you're right, Texas Tech, when they got into the red zone, they converted those opportunities into points. Meanwhile, again, we had it, uh, we, we missed a field goal, mm-hmm. and um, we kicked a field goal uh, on the, the play, you're, the drive you're referring to, and uh, yep. then we lost a turnover in there, or the, the interception in there into the field as well. Uh you know, just a bad time to be. I think we all kind of read the the handwriting on the wall. I don't think it was quite as. Uh, I mean, I thought we'd compete, and we did compete. It was twenty-one all at halftime, but uh, we just we couldn't keep up with them scoring. We don't want to get. We knew we didn't want to get into a shootout with this team, yep. but that's exactly what we got, and uh, we got the result that I think we all would have expected too. Yeah, we only scored three points in the second half. That's not very good. Well, that's even worse when they've scored 14. So, yeah, it's not very uh, good. When you're even at halftime and then they outscore you in the second half. I'm, um, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end yeah, well. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you uh, how that's going to go for you. Uh, you know, and then after the game, uh, Cliff Kingsbury had some uh, some pointed um, pointed uh, comments towards Arkansas head coach Brett Bielema. He pretty much set Burt on fire on national TV. Logan, are you familiar with the band Pink Floyd? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of their albums, great albums, actually called uh, Wish You Were Here. It's probably my favorite Pink Floyd song <laughs> ever. Um, and it's also the name of the album that it was off of. And it's um, yep. and one of the guys is dressed in a nice business suit, and the other guy is also dressed nicely. And uh, he's on fire. They're shaking hands on, on the cover of the, uh, on the mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Brett Bielema after the game, <laughs> uh, Bert being the one on fire in the situation. And uh, Cliff actually looked pretty dapper in his suit. Did you see him in the Yeah, post-gamer? he did look good. He did look good. And then he, you know, but he very classily, he basically said that, you know, I guess Brett said to the Arkansas or the, the Texas high school football coaches that uh, if they tried to run it with a fullback, they were going to beat his ass. And if they try <laughs> to throw it 70 times, they're going to beat his ass. Uh, and then he, of course, got it handed to him at home in Fayetteville. And, uh, and even Cliff got into the prognostication uh, yeah. <laughs> for, uh, business by saying a and probably going to do it again the, the following week. 
Not which, exactly uh, which, <laughs> which, by the way, yeah, not going on a limb there, Cliff. Come on, give us a score or something. Like, if you really yeah. want to impress me, say something we don't already know. Yeah, for sure. Absolute disaster. The Brett Bielema era is an absolute <laughs> disaster. It's I don't think it quite was rock bottom after Toledo. Uh, I think there was still some hope that we could circle the wagons. We could get Tech. We could get UT Martin. We could hang with maybe Auburn State and Missouri, and I still believe some of that, um, and get to six wins and salvage a bowl game. But, you know, Burt also made a, um, a pointed comment after the game, and he said that at this point, it's hard for us to win ball games if we don't play a perfect game. This is Coach Bielema's third year. Logan, you didn't like this comment. No, it's your third year. This is unacceptable. You've had two years of recruiting classes. What are you talking about, you big dummy? we got to play a perfect game to beat, like, a slog dog team from the Big 12? Come on. A team you, you dubbed by 21 points last year at their house? What are you you've, doing? You've got to go to Bryant-Denny. You've got to go to Neyland. You're going to get murdered, Bert. You're going to get murdered. Oh, God. We're going to murder our football team on national television, Bert. National television. On the SEC freaking network that I'm paying $3 a month for. I'm going to have to watch this every week play out in front of me. It's gonna be like when they when they punished Alex uh, Lagrange on a, a Clockwork Orange. They're just gonna sit me there and force my eyes open and make me watch the most terrible scenes in the world. I mean, Forty like points, he, eighty points. When he said that, it blew my mind. I was like, "You are our head coach. Like, how can you say that?" I almost, I almost crashed you. my car. That falls on you, man. That falls on you. I don't know. And for him, he just got to shut his mouth, man. I mean, he it, it's beyond the point now where it's funny and cute, like. Like Kingsbury, it's still pretty his, funny. Kingsbury put his ass on blast, and he should have, because I mean, he went out of Texas acting all big and bad because he beat up on a terrible Texas team and a bad Texas Tech team last, last year. Last year, and he's like, you know what? Uh, we're gonna just beat everybody's ass this year because I'm Brett Bielema. I got and one then, for A&M. I got one for Tech. I'd be, I'd take on Baylor and TCU. <laughs> Bert, well, just stop. And Bert, here we are. We might still beat Texas this year, but that's about the only team I can see us beating down there. What are, are we gonna? round up a scrimmage or something. Texas yeah, came to kick a PAT. Let's just play Texas every game. Arkansas and Texas all get, all season long. <laughs> and like, we'll, we'll split the, 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 the 12 games. Yeah. Each, each school will be six and six and they'll play a bowl game again. Yeah, It'll be we'll the saddest bowl, bowl game, game in the world. world. <laughs> It'll world. be the saddest bowl game. <laughs> the time is coming. And rapidly, I might add that kids are going to look back on the 1969 great shootout and say, Arkansas and Texas used to be good at football. It seems that long ago. It, Lord. Logan, how did we get here? It was just I don't know. eight months ago that we were championing. Not nine months ago, we were. I mean, Brett was running up on Texas, and you know, and everything looked. Like, what happened? What's going on? Well, I think we're coming to find out that those wins really didn't mean as much. I mean, yeah. uh, it was it was one of the worst LSU teams in a while. They won seven, seven games, five, which, is, right. which is very which is very un LSU like. Uh, yeah. yeah. You caught an Ole Miss team, which had Bo Wallace, which wasn't exactly a – You never know what you're going to get from Bo. They just lost Lacan Treadwell the week before. Yeah, so, I mean, their their stamina was down. They just lost to Auburn. They just lost their best receiver. Um, and they had lost so, to LSU the week before that. Now, like I said, I, you know, Ole Miss salvaged – you know, they beat Mississippi State. So, that's that's Brett's be- best win Oh, yeah, the uh, Ole Miss win is a good – it's a good win. But now we're finding out that that was just the beginning of the Ole Miss peak. Like, I feel oh, like this yeah. year they're about to hit – like a whole new level of ridiculousness. I mean, they just I think they already have actually. They just went to Tuscaloosa and dropped forty what this forty five on the mugs. Yeah, forty three thirty seven. That's Rebels. a lot of points to score on Bama at their house. That's a that we might we might look up and score that in the non conference against the non conference schedule. 
total. It's really racked it up. How many points have we scored in Tuscaloosa in the past five years? Have we even gotten oh, that many? Oh, I, I, I don't think I'll have to use both hands. The game we went to, we scored, what, 14? 14. Uh, that was in 2011. <laughs> We've gotten shut out in uh, – we got shut out in, in 13, 52 to 0. So that oh, was very good. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was very really good. Uh, this year, what do you see, about 10, 11? I don't know. I don't think we're going to score. Wow. Uh, what, what wouldn't be a good look if uh if Ole Miss scores forty three down there and we don't score? But, uh, but, I think we're gonna come to find out, Chuck. That we're gonna get a lot of bad looks coming forward. So <laughs> listen, hey, losing in Tuscaloosa is gonna be the least of our problem. We've done that before. We've... Yeah, we know what that's about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to think right now. I've never been more upset and just let down by football or any kind of sports team than I am right now. I mean, we had a lot of expectations coming in, you know, because, I mean, you would think with Brett, the goal was to get better every year, you know. That was I think what, that's the go- everybody's goal. Well, yeah, but with him, it's just like, I, mean, I don't know, we expected it, I guess, because we had yeah. gotten, we, we had won like three out of four there to end the year, uh, and I guess we expected that momentum to continue forward. We had all the media hype, you know, before the season. and even Arkansas's if a dark horse for the West. Well, even if we didn't reach those kind of expectations, we are like significant below, like even like like your expectations, Charlotte. You're normally, you know, kind of lower on the. Yeah, pole of I, I said eight and four was our best case scenario, and I stand by it. Uh, well, not anymore, that- not anymore, not anymore. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> I'm still you- on that ticket. Would you ever think that we might? There's a realistic chance that we only win two games this no, year. No, That's a never, chance. There's never. a chance that, mean, that happens. I was chalking up four non-con wins. Including Toledo and Tech, of course, because of course I was, because it's Brett's third year, and <laughs> we beat Texas Tech last year. I watched the game at their house too, right like there, and just ran. So yeah, I thought, yeah, no, I was racking up four there. I thought we'd get three for sure in the conference. I mean, I, the, the the teams I just referenced: Missouri, Mississippi State. Oh, uh, uh, I actually thought it might be Ole Miss, but yeah, like all, a team like that. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought seven wins was. Would not be asking too much. Now it's, I mean, we're 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 looking at another offer in SEC play. I'm just gonna say it. If we didn't that? catch, if we didn't catch two vulnerable teams at home, Mississippi State and Missouri, that there's no way. I I would tell you to to cancel it, uh, pack the footballs up, and, and that's it. But you, we you see Brett. You see Brett's tweet today? Uh, no, I probably blocked him on Twitter. He blocked me, but I still got it on the Hogcast. He right. earned the nickname Bert, by the way. I'm oh yeah, no, he's Bert, and, and I'll tell you this too: uh, if Dan Enos keeps up, his, he's going to be Ernie and Rob Smith. You might be, I don't know, buddy. Big Bird. <laughs> hey, yeah, Big Bird. I got my eye on you guys. <laughs> he said we need to keep them coming with future recruits and development. Hashtag one and zero. One and zero. Can Bert not count either? The one and only mentality, man. Take it one game at a time. Well, where's that gotten us? <laughs> I don't know. You Here's my have... thing. Here's my thing. He will not take blame for us being the shitty team we are right now. He won't do it. Like he deflected all blame in his press conference to we don't have the talent. We don't I mean like we don't have the talent. We gotta recruit our way out of this. This is year three, Bert. Year, year three. three. Yeah. You've had time to develop. You were better than this last year. Why are you yeah. complaining? You had time to get out of this. Listen, it's unexcusable. It's unexcusable. F- uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the hogcast, Kevin Carter, uh, his first year, uh, Brett's first year, he, he made a, a reference to me um, that reminded him a lot of HDN, Houston Del Nut. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of laughed about it. Oh, come on. Nobody's like that. It's not, it's not Houston Dale. Come on, Kevin. You know, that's not right. You know, and then last year we, 
it was after the A&M game, I remember specifically, and we were all heartbroken because we thought we were going to win, and, and mm-hmm. he said it again. It reminds me a lot of HD and can't win the big one. I'm like, come on, Kevin, you know, it's just the second year. I, I'm just saying, when you look at it, and you don't even have to look that hard. It's not like looking at one of these abstract paintings where every, it means something different to everybody. That's not what it is. Yeah. You just got to look at it. And I'm just going to say, there's a lot of Houston up potential there. He might be the – and like you said, I, I understand Colby was explaining his thoughts on it earlier. I just, you look at it, his best year was still his first year at Wisconsin. He's not getting better here. I got a couple questions. I mean, honestly, at this point in his Arkansas tenure, he's the poor man's Houston nut. Like the very poor man's. Oh, yeah. Houston, and, that, and now, to be fair, the, the conference is better now. Yeah, it and, is. It know, is. But – we're you knew not, that we're, when you signed up. You knew that when you signed even, up, bro. But here's the thing, Charlie. We haven't even made it to conference play, and we're one and two. That's the thing. Like, it's not getting any easier from here. Like, it's, it, it gets way harder from here. Like, this is the beginning Considerably of Considerably harder. Yeah, I mean. Well, like, this Alabama. is supposed to be the feel-good portion of the schedule. Yeah, those two teams that we watched uh, last night, Ole Miss and Alabama, that lit up. I mean, that was one of the best games I watched in a long time. That was incredible. We've got to go to both of their houses and play. Well, and, and I think we all kind of touched on it last night. After watching the Arkansas game at six, and it was over about nine twenty, and then turning over to CBS, it, it's like I turned on a completely different. It's like I discovered a new, <laughs> new uh, a new sport. Like 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 that night. Like I, I I'm looking at it. I'm like, what? Is, they're not even playing the same game. We're not playing the same game as these teams. They're fast. They're jetting around. I know there were a lot of points scored. There are a lot of points scored by Texas Tech. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like we're not even in the same like league anymore. Like, I, I just, I just don't know. It's, it's not like we've been recruiting bad either. That's the thing with his like comments talking about how we need more talent. Like, we've been recruiting pretty well for Arkansas standards. I mean, yeah. I would, I'd be willing. I don't know, I don't know the actual stats, but I'd be willing to bet we recruited higher than Toledo and Texas Tech the last three uh, years. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I, I'm gonna say so. If I had to bet, I haven't looked at the stats, but I'm gonna assume that's true. There is no excuse. Like I get, we've got some injuries, and some of that is bad. But honestly, we haven't had that many injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and that was where we had the most problems last night. I mean, we scored enough points. I mean, I given. I mean, I think we should have scored a few more. But I mean, I think we agreed before the game that 30 points was going to win the game. Uh, yeah. well, you're going to have to score 30 to win, which was the case last year, and I, th- I think we all agreed on that, right? I agree, but I mean the defense didn't even get us that chance to. If we would have scored thirty, right. we would have lost. So I mean, right, no, I agree, yeah, and that's that's the problem. If thirty is the magic number, you know, we lose thirty-five to thirty, and we're, you know we're still. So no, I agree, yeah, that, absolutely. So I, I just, I'm just really heartbroken, man. Like this is, I mean, there, it was. It, I talked to you about it. It was, it was all fun and games with John L. Smith because it was like we only had to deal with that for another like six months. We knew six that months, was, that, yeah. We knew it was over. We knew. We knew as soon as the LSU game or the bowl game was over, he was cleaning his office out and he was getting yeah. on down. With we knew Bert, that. With Bert, we don't really know when the end is going to come. Why is that? Or if it's ever going to get better. Well, Jeff Long just signed your boy to a, a big extension through 2020 uh, in the offseason, and it's going to take uh, 16 mil easy to uh, buy him out at the moment until 2018, I think. So he could be our coach for three more seasons. All right, now, now let me go on record. I, I think we were all fine with it at the time because it looked like the program was trending in the appropriate direction. Okay, so, so let, me, let me say that. Uh, you know, uh, I think we all agreed. We had a lot coming back this year. We got to seven and six last year. We thought at the time we won some significant games or so we thought, uh, I understand the rationale. Uh, you know, it seems like Jeff and Brett are kind of married at this point because, uh, you know, you, you run off Petrino, you hire, you go to the big 10 to get, to get Bielema. 
Uh, I get it. I understand. Okay, you you know you want to make sure you keep your man in. Having said that, you look back on it, kind of what you were referencing earlier, and you say that two of the wins we had, I'm not going to say fraudulent, because, again, their program's struggling just like we are, but, uh, you know, you only get to seven and six. You know, you and and you said that Brett is historically bad in close games. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's one of the biggest things, Wisconsin fans, because they were happy when he left. They were, yeah, they were they, 80% happy. of the fan base, yeah. And that was their biggest complaint. Like, if he didn't blow a mug out, and given he did blow a lot of people out, he but did. if he did, if he didn't blow the people out, they were going to lose. Because as I've seen, I've noticed this just this year, his clock management is worse than Houston Nut. Like, it's bad. Like, there is no sense of urgency in a close game. Like, he has no idea how to play a close game. No idea. Yeah, and that's sort of a problem. And you also pointed out the lack of halftime, um, lack of halftime yeah. adjustments. I mean, you look yeah. at the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. This week, we're even at halftime. Kingsbury pulls all the right moves, Joe Madden style. And Brett's still just happy to be in the game, I guess, and we just do the same old thing. And tech, yeah, there was no, uh, there, were, there felt like no adjustments at halftime, and I, I, like that was the biggest thing. Like with Petrino, um, obviously he's a mm. different kind of breed of coach than Villalobos, but uh, there was a lot of times. I mean, I remember the biggest one for me is the A and M game, Texas A and M at Jerry's World, 2011. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was we were getting blanked hard. Those, those slappies half. thought they were finally going to beat us, and then yeah, and then Petrino went in there and made some huge adjustments in the second half, and we just well, do you remember the quote the next day, or it was I guess it was after the game, um, right. a freaking uh, defensive coordinator who's our DC that those years Willie Robinson, Willie Robinson, yeah. Willie even um, he even made the comment. He said, "Yeah, Brett, uh, Brett made two no, adjustments Petrino. on the deep, huh?" Petrino, not Brett, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, uh, Bobby even made a couple of adjustments. Petrino coached both sides of the ball, and we won the game. I mean, that's, like, what, a, he, that's what a head coach needs to do: step up. Things ain't working. Let's make some changes here. And like I said, I think we all know that that that, that Bobby brought all this on himself. You know, he got what he deserved and all that stuff. But man, it's almost like he he drug us off that motorcycle with him that day because it's. Well, I mean, it, it kind of killed both, it killed our program, and it killed his career. I mean, he's zero three right now at Louisville. I mean, I mean, he did all right at Western Kentucky, but I mean, winning seven or eight games at Western Kentucky really ain't much. Right. Uh, really not playing a whole lot of good competition, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I really don't know. I've never felt this bad about you know our football team before. There's no. I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I mean, this was supposed to be the year where we got better again, but it's like, I don't know. It's seeing what really kills me, man, is seeing Ole Miss doing what they did to Alabama mm. two years in a row. And I'm just like, damn, man, like, why can't that be us? Like, that should be us. You know, and, and, and well, I mean, even on a smaller scale than that, I mean, you look at Texas Tech, uh, Kingsbury got there the same year that Brett got to Arkansas. Yep. And uh, and again, I don't have those numbers in front of me. I don't know what they've done. I know that this year they're three and zero, and they pounded us. Um, they pounded us this year, and last year we pounded them. So uh, we, we're either considerably worse, which I think we are, yep. or Tech is considerably better, which I think they are. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that they're what? What did we? What do we figure them at? The fifth or sixth best team in Texas? Yeah, you got Baylor, TCU ahead of them for sure. Texas A and M. A and M. So they're probably the fourth best team in Texas. Okay. So and and again, that's no small thing. But I'm saying, good lord! I mean, they're, 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 the the field is lapping us. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Brett and Brett can't can't even figure out why we don't have the talent. We have to play a perfect game to beat Toledo and Texas Tech. I mean, we got Bama and Ole Miss coming up, dude. What are you gonna do about they're that? They're not got, they're not Toledo or Texas Tech. A per- perfect game. We're still down thirty to those guys. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and Brett's talking about how well I, I'm with you. Like, I mean, the direction of the program right now. Especially if you have to sit and drown with this guy another two years is uh is troubling it is is 
it'll keep you up nights at best, and it's it's very disturbing at worst. I mean, I mean, I mean, I hate it too because the fan base deserves so much more. Like yeah. I was looking at the crowd, man, and like for most schools, after a demoralized, I mean, a straight up embarrassing national embarrassing loss to Toledo. You know, fans shouldn't show up. It was a sellout. There was fans packed the house to support yep. the squad. And that doesn't happen everywhere. I mean, that wouldn't happen everywhere. That wouldn't happen very many places, really, honestly. And it may not happen again this year if the losses keep mounting. But, man, yeah, hat, hat tip to uh, to the fans in Fayetteville for, for, for buying your tickets and going to the game last night. The game was on TV. Yeah, it was a bad week the week before. I think a lot of people didn't really know what to expect from Texas Tech. Uh, and, again, it, it looked like a lot of them stayed till about four or five minutes left in the fourth when it looked like, I mean, it was over with. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you 100%. Like, I mean, great job by the fans. Great job by, I mean, everybody except the, the – football team. <laughs> yeah, everybody except for the people associated. I mean – And I hate it, too, because, man, we're out here winning, like, seven games a year this year we're going to win like two or three and like we're getting all these very nice facilities like we just got that new mm. uh lock like that new player facility mm-hmm. we just got the new academic facility the jerry jones academic facility like mm-hmm. state-of-the-art stuff and we can't win like more than six or seven games like, we've got we've got facilities we got the facilities to compete with alabama and auburn and all these people why can't like i don't know i just i just don't get it man like how i don't i don't get it i just i don't get it I, I'm befuddled, you know, and, and again, we've also talked about, I mean, here's the thing. This is your third year. This is when you can kind of, it's almost sink or, swim or, you know, sink or swim time, I think, because if you can't get it going, I mean, you don't have a decade here, okay? Like, this is not, I mean, if you were trending upward, like, if we had gotten to seven wins this year, you know, I think a lot of people would understand that, yep. depending on the wins and things like that. If You know, of course, if you get any more than that, I think people would be very happy. Yeah, I think anybody would have been happy with seven or eight wins. I mean, I'd have been ecstatic with that much. But now it's like you're struggling to get three wins, maybe four. Like, I mean, I don't see three or four wins on the schedule. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> again, unless there's just something going on, like, I I, I can't figure it out. Like, it's just – how how we're not better is, is – distur- it's disturbing. It's disturbing as a fan. It's disturbing as um, – and, again, you can only put so much of this on – Oh, the SEC West is so tough, fellas. You're not even losing the SEC West anymore. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess you could, you could look at the injury bug. We have lost a lot of people to injury. We got banged up. But even still, you can't lose to Toledo. You can't yeah. lose to Toledo. You can't do that. Yeah, even Texas Tech. Even if you gave them a pass on Texas Tech and said, gosh, you know, they they moved the, they marched the ball on us. We couldn't do anything. Toledo. Like, these, you paid them a million dollars to come to Little Rock and, and run it up on – well, you didn't run it up, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. What goes? Oh man, it's just, it's just so. All right, so so what's the next step? I mean, let's say let's say that we go three and nine this year, and oh. actually we actually win the battle. Let's say we win the battle line rivalry because Missouri oh. looks about as bad as we do. They they <laughs> escape. We go. so let's say we beat UT Martin, and we we finish the year strong. We let's say we beat Missouri by ten. We dub them by ten in Fayetteville. So we get to four and four and eight. No, no, we get three and nine. Oh, three and nine. I got you. Yeah, we, we get UT Martin and yeah. um and uh three Missouri. and three nine. And nine. One and so seven. Burt would then own two of the worst records in school history. Yeah, I mean in the modern era, in the post Burles era, I think there have been four seasons of three wins, uh, two by Burt, one by Jack Crow. Uh, I want to say that Lou Holtz slipped down to uh to a three win year. Uh, one time, I, it's it's not happened a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've already brought up the buyout. You've already brought up all that stuff. I mean, what do you do? Like, I mean, do you fire assistants? Do you, do you? I mean, is it possible to mutually part ways? I mean, you've talked about this. Yeah, the thing that I th- the only way that I think we're going to be able to get out of it is if he 
if he's tired of getting embarrassed on this national level. And I could see that because, I mean, if he wants to save his career and wants to be a coach somewhere else, like if he wants to get back in the Big Ten someday, he's going to have to go somewhere else because he's obviously not going to be able to get it done here. I mean, this is going to be year three, and year four is not going to be any better, I don't think. Uh -uh. No, I think we all uh, saw that. I think we were hoping to really bank on the progress this year, Mm -hmm. regroup a little bit in in 16, and then 17, you know, be, be after it again. No, it's going to be worse next year. So if you win three games this year, it's going to be worse next year. Uh, uh. And now you're looking at four years where you've got one winning season, one bowl win. Uh. I think it's in Burt's best interest for his career to try to step away, honestly. And I think it's a it's a mutual thing that has to happen. I mean, if he's going to have that ego, which he does have a huge ego, as we can tell from him talking and running his mouth all the time. Uh, if he stays, it's going to kill his career. I mean, it really is. The longer he stays, the worse off he's going to be. I mean, who's going to take a risk on that guy? You know what I well, mean? That, that was my next question. All right, so let's say that I'm an, I'm an AD and I'm looking around the country, okay? And let's say that I'm – you referenced Iowa earlier. Uh, you know, he's obviously from Iowa and he loves that place. But let's say that I'm at Purdue. I'm Purdue's athletic director. I don't know who it is. I'm just thinking Big Ten style ball, you know. Is, is this your opportunity to – what you're doing is not working. Purdue's very bad, right? Yeah, exactly. But you're looking around, and, you know, Bill must proven he can win in the Big Ten. Now, obviously, you've got Urban Meyer and uh, Jim Harbaugh there now that you've got to account. But let's say that you're looking around, and you're like, man, this guy's proven. He knows how to recruit up here. His, I mean, I think, style- I, think, I think most schools, like Arkansas-level schools and other conferences, would take a shot on him. I don't think any, you know, obviously an Ohio State or a Michigan right. or a Michigan State, none of those guys would take a shot on him. Any of the higher-level teams. they don't have to. Exactly. They don't have to, but if you want a mid-level team in a conference, they'd probably take a shot on him just because he has some success. And it's, I mean, it's a safer choice than a up-and-comer. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, at least he can recruit. He can recruit. Our recruiting has been pretty good under him. So at least you got that going for you. And maybe in the Big Ten, uh, that works out for you a little bit better than it has for him here. I don't know. I, but I, I, um, Iowa State. Iowa State's looking around. You know, they no. got to compete. You yeah, know. I, I could see. I could see him trying something like that. But I mean, again. I just don't know, man. I really don't. It's a, it's a scary thought that we might be stuck with him until 2018, especially if it's more of the same. Um, if it I mean, he is a competitive guy. I kind of see I'm, – I'm kind of picking up what you're saying. You know, if he's tired of getting his, his teeth kicked in and, and he really likes coaching, and it seems like he does, and he – I mean, yeah, he's got – the money's mostly guaranteed, and he won't have to go anywhere. But, yeah, I, I'm like – Money like money's not – I mean, he's already got money. I mean, money's yeah. not really the thing. I mean, I get – I mean, $16 million, don't get me wrong. That's a lot of money. Yeah. But I'm sure there could be some kind of negotiating there to be like, hey, man, we'll cut that buyout in half. We'll give you half of it, and you can just – you can go on about your get way. Get you another job, man. Yeah, you know, yeah you, it, just, it just didn't work out. You know, it just it just didn't work out. It sucks. It is what it is, and we're going to try to. It's going to be mutual, mutually beneficial for us to kind of figure this thing out because you know. For you, just, for us, everybody, just yeah, just this time, um, and then and I mean, this falls on Jeff Long too, man. A lot yeah. of heat on him. I mean, you know, he hasn't. I mean, since he got he got the Petrino hire, that kind of fell on his lap. But outside of that, um. Well, I think we're all excited about Mike Anderson this time last year, and rightfully so, as it turned out. But now you're looking at how that's panned out. Yeah. And uh, we've now we, we run into some bad luck there, obviously, with some arrests and some guys having to leave the team. But now, yeah, you almost look at that differently. Like, I mean, I yeah, mean, you got, had one really fun year, but one good year out of six years is not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Again, you're asking a lot of your fans who. Again, we're fans. That's why we do this. You know, I mean, we, yeah. we we love we love the Razorbacks. We love watching the Hogs. We love talking about this stuff. We, yeah. we we do this show just because we like doing it. You know, we would be talking about it anyway. The problem is, 
we do look at it as a, from a fan point of view, and like honestly, like it ain't been that much fun to be a Razorback fan lately. I, I mean, not since 2011, man. It's been bad. And you know, and last year was kind of fun. You know, it kind of turned the corner, but but then it's almost like it's fool's gold. Like I don't know. Like it's just, there's so much, and we're so far behind. Like I said, I just it seems like didn't even it didn't even seem like Texas Tech had better athletes than us. Didn't it seem that way? I mean, it just seemed like we were outclassed. I mean, I mean, it felt like that against Toledo, though, too. Their quarterback was killing us, man. He looked great. He looked great. Uh, he really did. Like, I, I'm just confused. Like, I, I mean, and you know, and, and we talk about how well Brett's been recruiting. But, I mean, even his quarterback was recruited by the previous regime. You know, you're talking yeah. about and Jonathan Keon, Williams. His best, his best receiver, his best running back, and his best quarterback, all recruited by Petrino. Yeah, Jonathan Williams recruited by Bobby Petrino. Mm-hmm. Uh Last year, Martrell Spade, Darius Fly- I mean, where are your players, Bert? I mean, not Bert. many. I mean, I, I mean, offensive linemen, and even that. I mean, the offensive line stepped up a lot last night. Yeah, uh, they were better. They were better. They were, better. They, they, they were better. But, again, it's just – it's not enough, man. Like, we need more. Like, I don't know what to say. It's just – And like I said, I you know, it's, it's a different game at Arkansas than it would have been at Wisconsin, and I get that. But I'm telling you, you know, you look back at his Wisconsin run, and he won 10 games, I think, three times. And, of course, we know about the, the three Big Ten titles. And, again, I'm not taking anything away from that. Mm-hmm. I, it just seems like now, if you look at it, his best year up there was his first year. He had a couple of really down years. And then he caught a break, couple breaks, you know, won the right games and won the – and was able to get into the Big Ten title game. But it, there were no Jim Harbaugh's up there those years. I mean, it was yeah, – The thing is, though, he still was, was competitive, though. Like every that's true. Year. You're right, yeah. Even like if every- they lost a game. Yeah, even if they made it, I think he made a bowl game every year at Wisconsin. Like yes, every, he did do that. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. We're talking about a significant difference between getting a bowl game every year and winning. We might win two games this year, and he did win three games his first year. So, if I mean, he it, wins two, all right, all right. So that's it's so demoral. Like I feel like somebody just punched <laughs> me in the stomach. Like <laughs> that's a legit scenario that could happen, though. All right. So what happens if if Arkansas wins two games? What happens? I mean, some heads got to roll, man. Like, I mean, well, two is, well, well, go I ahead. Think even if, I think if, even if you get three or four heads have to roll, that is unacceptable. I agree. Two to four is unacceptable. Unacceptable completely. Like, Vanderbilt may win more games than that, man. Come on. Like, I don't know. We have – we are historically not this bad. Mm-mm. We are not this bad of a program historically. We are not Vanderbilt. We are not Kentucky. We are not this bad. Like, I get it. Arkansas is a middle-of-the-pack SEC team. That's fine. Right now, we're at the bottom. And that yeah. is not where we belong. That is not it. And something has to change quick. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, even in years where we were poorly coached and, you know, had lame duck coaches, we were never that. Uh, you know, the first year, the Jack Crow year, we lost to Citadel. We still won two league games. We beat South Carolina and LSU. That's two conference wins. Yeah. Uh, Danny Ford mostly was a waste of time during his five years here. We always managed to win two conference games every year. Go look it up. Now, he might have lost to Memphis in that same year in that same breath, but you win two. I mean, and again, I know the league wasn't the same then as it is now, and I get that, but we're on. that's the playing field we're on. Those are the teams we play, okay? You can't control that. Yeah. Uh, Florida and Alabama were pretty doggone good during the 90s. So Peyton Manning was at Tennessee. We played them every year. The league was pretty good. Like, it may not have been as dominant. It's still very good. So yeah. we won two – we, we had never won less than two games ever. Even yep. John L. caught two uh, dubs his yep. one year here. Yep. Brett is looking in the face of a winless year in 13, 
which we I think we all remember very well. Bad. <laughs> and maybe one, maybe two. I mean, I don't see two. He could get the two if you get State and Missouri. Um, but if he gets one, that's the two very worst SEC seasons in Arkansas football history. And that's I mean, history goes back to 92. I mean, here's the thing, too, man. Like, you look up and down at the at the West, and it's just like every team is so much better than us. Absolutely. Like, so much. Like, Auburn's the only one where I actually think they might be legitimately close to as bad as we are. They're not as bad as us, but they're legitimately in the in the discussion, I would say. And I would have said bad. Mississippi State, but they hung 62 on Northwestern State the other day. So, I mean. Yeah, uh, they also played LSU tough, which is about Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. that, was, that, was the big, that was a big wake-up call to me. I was like, man, well, maybe – Maybe, you know, state's all right. So you're looking at the teams that we used to always beat, like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You know, you'd always have us ahead of both of Mississippi schools. Yeah. Now, those two, uh, Ole Miss has just beat Alabama two years in a row. Um, that's something that we haven't done since I don't know when. I couldn't tell you the last time we beat them two times in a row. I can't uh, tell you the last time we beat them. That was like 2006, right? We last beat them in 2006, yeah, the, the missed uh, PAT, the missed PAT game. Um I couldn't tell you the last time I beat Oh, them, man. Consecutive years? I'm thinking. Uh, 2003, 2004. Wow. Uh, I, I remember 03 was a triple overtime thriller, and 04 would be the bad. We were bad. They were bad, and we just caught them in Fayetteville. We beat them like 27 to 10. Uh, I mean, it's just. I, don't, I was I in mean, high school. I, I was in high school. There you go. I, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to – like, what does it take to get him fired? Like, even with this buyout, do you think if he wins two games this year, we let him go? Because, I mean, like, honestly, like, if you think about it, Toledo is a really bad loss. You yeah. Know? And if you look back at all the years where we had these really bad losses, like when Jack Crow lost to Citadel, he was gone. Yeah. Uh, John L. loses to ULM. He's gone. So – We presumed he was gone regardless, but he was certainly gone after that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean – Houston Nutt losing at home to Vanderbilt was kind – let's be honest, was kind of the beginning of the end – um, and him losing at home to Kentucky in 2007, I think, was probably... The nail in the coffin? I, I would personally say the nail in the coffin. Uh, that Kentucky team was one of their better teams, but they Arkansas doesn't need to lose to Kentucky in football. Like, so what's the, what, what's the nail in the coffin here, then? Because, I mean, like, is year three long enough? Because I think it is. I think in year three, if you can't beat Toledo, you should, you should kick rocks. I don't care what your record was in the Big Ten. I care about what we're doing now, and you've won two SEC games in like three years, so. Uh, wow. I mean, I would say that three years probably isn't enough time. Uh, but you lost Toledo in your three. Right. That that that's the thing. Like you know. So it, again, I think a lot of it's direction of the program. Uh, I think that now he can't be saying things like we just don't have the players to compete. We got to play a pro. You can't say that. You can't. That looks, it, you know, it looks horrible. On here's you. the thing. At that point, look, nobody wants to admit they're wrong. Nobody wants to admit they screwed up at work. At that point, I did a bad job preparing us. I at least got some respect for that. I at least say, you know what? I'm just know, saying, if I'd have been the athletic director, because Jeff Long was at that press conference, if he just said that crap, I would have yanked him off the stage right then and fired him right there. Like, right there. Like, I mean, you're done at that point. Like, you're done. We don't got the players. Okay, so you're not going to own up at all to being a bad coach and it being your fault at all. Like, you're going to blame it on the play. Like, come on, dude. Come on. And I guess you can read between the lines and see that he may be saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, we don't have the players because I haven't recruited the players. But he's all about about running his mouth until it's talking bad about him. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, last week he kind of feigned. He's got to own up to it. 
Yeah. Last week he kind of feigned it and said, oh, uh, you know, I didn't have us ready. All, you know, but that's after he was griping about Little Rock and, oh, last year's game was in the back of my mind. Stop it. Just coach football. Just coach football. Stop worrying about Little Rock. Stop worrying about, look. Who's recruiting the players? Are you who are you the head coach of the football of the of the Arkansas Razorbacks? Are you? Mm-hmm. Okay, you are. All right, well, good. Recruit better players then. If, <laughs> exactly. if you don't have the players, that's your fault. We if pay you, the, you four million a year to recruit better players. That's what your job is, and coach and win games. And you're not doing any of that right whose now. Whose fault so. is it that you don't have better players? That's your, your fault, fault, coach. That's your fault. <laughs> God. Okay, so and again, like I wish I'd been. At the, I had plans to go to the game. Remember, I told you, I was like, oh, yep. I want to go to Tech. And I got so demoralized by the Toledo loss. I was like, sure. If I'd been in that room, I would have flipped the table over. <laughs> who's recruiting? The, who's running this team then? <laughs> well, I mean, you. This isn't your first year. Like we all understood his first year. We were all sympathetic, right? We all. Uh, I just, I think it's, I just, I think it's a lost cause, man. Like I, I understand giving the guy time, but man, like, like I was all about Bert. Like you remember just. Three weeks ago, I was very excited about this, you know, and I think most fans were. Um, and even you, like, you didn't expect this bad. There's no way anybody could have expected this bad. This is historically no. bad. We no. might be worse than his first year. I'll say this: I mean, that, that first team had some players. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, seriously, like that. Yeah, I mean, me, like, I, I like to think I've been burned so many times by the Razorbacks over the years that I feel like I'm a little more, you know, rational and um, I can kind of see through a lot of the, the BS. No, I never thought. What are you? I told you. Like I, I said the best case was eight and four, and that kind of got yours and Colby's goat. You said, "Oh, best case." But what, like, what was your what was your worst case though before the season? Like it was seven. way. It wasn't even close to this. Worst case, I would have thought six and six probably. Like I saw Absolute six worst, wins on that schedule. Worst case, yeah. Yeah, like I would have said, and that's assuming we actually caught a couple key injuries. Like, yeah. you know, BA goes down for three games. Okay, well, I still think we can beat Missouri and State. Like, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, best case was eight and four. Worst was six and six. You know why? Worst case was six and six? Because we were six and six last year. Yep. You can't be worse in year three than you were. No, it's no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. What? You know, that's what are you talking about, Brett? What are you talking about? Oh, my God. And no, Ole Miss is going to have sex with us when we play him in November. <laughs> no, stop it. Why? Oh bad. God! <laughs> There's a lot of bad, <laughs> bad. We got a lot of bad games coming up, Charlie. We, oh. we, might, not, we, might, we might not win a game for two months. <laughs> I think I just—is this how the Joker feels all the time? Just <laughs> God! Oh my God! What is going on today? All right, no, so. no. I mean, again, and that's not even revisionist history. I would have said worst case is six and six, honestly. Like, I, okay, I was like, there's no way we miss a bowl game. Like, there's just not. But I guess it's gonna happen. I need to get ready. So, what's your uh, what's your prediction for our record from here on out? I better predict it right now. I'll give you best case and a worst case. Best okay. case scenario: <laughs> three and nine. Oh. <laughs> best case: <laughs> we get Missouri. We get the battle line trophy back oh and. And then Brett, just for the whole offseason, just points to – I think he's going to give every press conference in front of the battle line trophy. Oh, you know, oh, we really feel like we, we ended the last season on a, on a, on a high streak here. Oh, we were able to beat God. Missouri 10-8 to 8, uh, in the snow uh, day after Thanksgiving. We got the trophy. Uh, we got a lot of momentum here, and, and uh, we're just going to keep plowing forward, you know, and uh, something, adding something derogatory about the state of Texas. And, you know, this borderline erotic. You know what's borderline erotic to me right now, Brett? You getting fired. <laughs> 
That's borderline erotic to me, Britt. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Bert. Christ. You gotta call him Bert. He has earned that. Oh I don't want to get blocked on Twitter. I, I don't know. Like, I, this mug just said best case scenario is three and nine. <laughs> and I'm being serious. Like, like again, I know that, you know, y'all, you know, I get a reputation as kind of a hater, but that, how, how, where are the other wins at? Where are the my, wins? My absolute best case scenario is five wins. The absolute best perfect situation. We so get you're five. saying we turn the corner this week. Uh, no, we don't win against A&M. Oh, no. Sure. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Yeah, I think yeah, we no, all. Yeah, no, sir. Um, you're, you're saying Martin. We get a we get a L at A and M, L at Tennessee, L at Bama. We get a dub at Auburn or against Auburn. Get a dub against Tennessee, Martin, and a dub against uh, I guess State and Missouri will get us five. I can let me say this. I can see that. Like I'm not sold on State or Missouri, and Auburn looks very shaky. They're they're struggling about as much as we are. So yeah, but if you're gonna, I mean that's that's perfect situation. And then I mean I guess if you want to do absolute best best case scenario, your sixth win if you're gonna get it is Tennessee. That's it. That's the only six you got to even remote. And that's if you play a perfect game and get some breaks, <laughs> according to Brett Bielema. <laughs> Logan, you know why that's not gonna happen? You want you want me to tell you? Go ahead. Brett's never won an SEC road game. Oh so, my god. Oh. Uh, Brandon Allen's never won an SEC road game. So. Oh. I hate to be that guy, but um, this is, again, you're in your third year and you're still hunting that first SEC road win. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even looking at the, the away schedule. The away schedule, I, it's just <laughs> dark. It's just, yeah, that, that, yeah, just catching L's, catching L's left and right like that. His only road win was that Texas Tech game last year, and again, yeah, they've they eclipsed us now as as a program by a lot. But well, yeah, I mean, you know, Kingsbury left ten points on the field last night. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean. Good lord! Like I mean, I don't. And you know, the only downside with hiring a guy like Kingsbury would just be the the women getting pregnant in Fayetteville as a result. Which <laughs> so just many impre- impregnated women in Fayetteville. Like, I mean, Northwest Arkansas has like a million people in it, right? Like, it, it would be a million five if if Kingsbury stayed for ten years. <laughs> the Kingsbury effect. The Kingsbury effect, boy. Like, I'm talking just like Walmart. I mean, would, 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 would he like? So say, let's say Bert steps down at the end of the year. Would Kingsbury be on your list of guys to go talk to? Absolutely. I mean, look at his program. Look what he's done. Like, I understand he's in Texas, and that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a, a of an of an advantage. Sure. I mean, I, you got to give him that. But well, yeah, man. Like, are you serious? He's a young guy. He's got an exciting offense. I mean, he he loves the game. He takes stuff personally. You know, Brett takes stuff personally. Brett takes stuff personally too. Except but he can't back it up. He can't back it up. Like like Kingsbury. He took he, it personally, beat Bielema, and then put him on blast. <laughs> put him. Set him on fire in the press conference. While looking fresh. Like, like the oh, mugs yeah, in there in a shirt and tie. He's got his Armani suit on. He's ready to go. He was going clubbing. There's probably some women pregnant right now from the Kingsbury <laughs> effect. Just from hitting Dixon after the big win. <laughs> hey, baby, did you see what I did to your coach tonight? Call me. I'm staying at the Four Seasons. That's Kingsbury. But you like you said earlier, he's got swag. I like swag. I like, yeah, swag. I like swag. Like so, yeah, I, I just – I mean, do you see a situation – at all happening where Bert is not our coach next season. Do you see a situation where that happens? I think I mean, two and ten you have to look real hard at it. I think two and ten, I think he would have to look at it with his agent. I think we'd have to go to him. I think it would be a big thing and I think we'd say, look, man. This is bad. This is bad football. Like what's it's going on? Historically like, bad. Like and here's the thing. You know let's say that we had racked up on these non conference wins, okay? Four and oh and that hasn't happened. We know that. Yep. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Understatement of the year. Let's say that happens. Let's say that we're, you know, we beat all four. And then let's just say we don't catch any breaks in the conference. Let's say, we're, man, we're 4-8. and eight. We go 0-8 again. 
But man, you know, the SEC West is such a meat grinder. I mean, State, Tennessee's better. Tennessee's better. And, you know, Auburn, they, you know, they, they got Auburn magic and, you know, State, Dak Prescott just, you know, <laughs> l- let's say, let's say that happened. Like, I think that we'd you all be kind of upset. Yeah, but I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can at least look at it and say, all right, we lost a game by, we lost four games by one, by six points or less. And, you know, and man, the SEC West is tough. And I mean, you know, let's say we didn't even, let's say only Bam and Ole Miss blow us out. Let's say they beat us by three touchdowns. And mm-hmm. all the other ones are, even AM. Let's say we lose to AM by, by 10. And mm-hmm. we're feeling, you look at it differently. You just do. The problem is the Toledo and the Texas Tech losses. The Toledo is just unacceptable. It's just unacceptable. The whole thing's unacceptable, and that's the thing. You know, I, at least he would have some goodwill where you could say, gosh, you know, we just didn't catch any breaks. You know, maybe the injury bug racked us up, maybe this, maybe that. That's not happening. We can't even beat teams that we were beating in his first year. Yeah. We beat Louisiana Lafayette and Samford, and, and uh, uh, we Tech. lost to Rutgers. But, oh, the first year, yeah. Yeah, first I mean, teams of that ilk, we were running over, and we can't even – man, it's – it's discouraging. It really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm hoping, like you said, it's not that. Even if we win four games, I still think they're going to have a long talk. I mean, it's going to be mutually. Oh, yeah. It's going to be mutually beneficial for. I mean, Bielema, he's going to have to look at it himself. And be like, look, man, I got myself into something that I wasn't ready for. Like, I was not. I was not prepared for this at all. It's time for me to try something different because I mean, it, it could kill. It could kill his career if he stays here another three years to 2018, and he still hasn't won more than 10. He hasn't won double-digit SEC games yet, which is a legit scenario where that happens. So, and you know, and I mean, he and he just he entered the league in such a you know in such a cloud of of faux swag. I mean, he you know he showed up. He's putting mugs on blast. He's doing. I mean, if you haven't won and, games yet, you can't do that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's okay it's, for Saban or Spurrier to do that. They've won championships. I mean, you can't come in here in the SEC and just act like you're you're the show. You know, you know why? Because because schools remember that and they they take that to heart and they they've got pride too. I mean, oh they, yeah, they like... Kingsbury obviously took this game personally. He had this one circled for a while. He was ready for this one. Hey, don't blame him. You know, a lot of people look at that and say, "Oh, he's arrogant." He's well, look who our coach is. Like, yeah, good for Kingsbury. Guy. Good for Kingsbury. You know, going to bat for your program at your alma mater, Cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, at least the job means something to you. Know, I don't even. Yeah, he took that personally. That whole yeah. spread thing. He's been he's grown up with spread football his whole life. So he took that personally, like set, I, he circled that game. He had that one on the calendar. He had his boys ready. That was personal for him. Yeah. Hey, and like I said, I, I got, you know, I, I can't help but respect it. You know, I said, he's a guy and you know, and he didn't even say it before the game. I didn't hear anything about. Any no, crazy. it was after the game. He waited for her after the game. I don't think they shook hands either, which I mean, I they, they I didn't, just, they didn't, it didn't surprise they didn't. me. It didn't uh, surprise no, I wouldn't either, you know, but <laughs> you know, just, just that's incredible to me, man. Like that's, ah, ah, I don't know. It hurts. It hurts right now. Do we even need to talk about A and M? I mean, just want to talk about how bad it's going to be, or? I mean, we got we got about we got we don't have a lot of time, but I guess we can talk about it. I mean, it's A and M. Obviously, they're going to throw it a lot, and they're going to they're going to score a lot. It's going to be probably. <laughs> I mean, they're going to probably throw for four hundred yards. I mean, in the first half. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Just, uh, they're going to score a lot of points on Saturday. Uh, give me a give me a prediction. I don't know. Um. Forty-eight to twenty. Oh God! A&M. <laughs> oh my God! Why? <laughs> That's a conservative uh, estimate too. <laughs> here's the thing, like, you know, Sumlin. I, I mean, he's actually won the last what three against us? Four? Yeah. Yep. Oh man, and he, you know, he's when he got his, his left, so yeah. 
Yeah, when he caught us down in College Station, uh, Johnny Football's freshman year, he had he ran it up with without immunity. I mean, oh, John that hurt. L. That one hurt. What was it, fifty two to seventeen or something? He was pretty ugly. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about Johnny Football's coming out party was Alabama. I felt like it was that day because that yeah, was, that bug was scoring more than Cliff Kingsbury after a big win in Fayetteville. Whoa! <laughs> By the way, that's the new meme: Cliff Kingsbury slaying women in Fayetteville. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, oh yeah, I mean, forty-eight to twenty. Yeah, I don't know how we get to twenty. I mean, I, I could see fifty-one to seventeen. I really could. Uh, I hope, you know, I, I hope Hog fans go and represent down in the Southwest Classic. But I, I mean, I wouldn't waste my money or time driving there. Uh, I'm glad I didn't buy tickets to that one. Yeah, because you were talking about it for a while too. Yeah, I feel much better about Tennessee than I do A&M. At least being a maybe being a decent game, maybe. Oh yeah, I don't see that happening. But you know, it's, <laughs> if you had uh, to pick one of the two. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, A&M. They they just they just keep going. I mean, they just yeah. And like I said, here's the thing. Like Mahomes is what a sophomore. Uh yeah, he's a sophomore. Kyle Allen, I think, is a sophomore too, isn't he? Yeah, man, he's better and, than Mahomes. Yeah, so. and that's and that's what I was getting at. I'm glad you yeah. you know. Uh yeah yeah he I mean he's gonna make some throws. I mean he really. He may not throw a pass and complete all day. It may just be like seven on seven out there. Oh like, my God. Oh, uh, my God. My only prediction for the game, blood. Just blood and There will be the blood. Place. There will be blood. Yeah, Daniel Plainview is going to be there. He's going to coach the whole second half because they're going to be up by so much. I mean, he, oh. uh, and I, I predict a lot of booze inside Jerry's world. from. So, Razor you know, Bowl. Vegas only has us as a 4.5 uh, underdog. Oh, Oh, give me A and M. Give it to me. In the point. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh God. You, well, okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's the real question. How many points would you have to catch? And it, neither one of us are gamblers. I might. I don't know if you know. You might be. But I, how many points would you have to catch to bet on Arkansas this week? Uh, twenty-eight. I was thinking about thirty. Yeah, I, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, because yeah. it because I could see us trying to dominate time of possession, run the ball. Three yards, three yards, and just try to keep the score down. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, I can see us yeah. doing that, going that route, and that's what we need to do. That would give us a chance. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we'd, we're going to be Charlie, successful doing. Charlie it. said, "Give us a chance." <laughs> that would give us a chance to not get embarrassed on national TV again. <laughs> I think Nevada um, scored like twenty-eight points on them, so maybe we can get in the twenty-ish range. We might get to thirty-one then. So let's give us the. But they score a lot quicker than us. You know, we, oh, we, they're going to score. Hey, they're going to put fifty on us. Easy. Oh yeah, they got half a hundred. I'm talking about us. We take so long to score that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just it's don't think the possessions time. will be there. I will say this: this is something I talked about you before the show. Um, we've got to try to take some deep shots to Dominique Reed. Absolutely. I mean, we tried early on against UTEP, and I know Brandon missed him a little bit, but there there was a there was an opening there. Like yeah. even if like you were talking about, even if you miss the pass, at least you're going to make them think about it. Then kind of open up the field a little bit. You're I, loosening the box up. You're yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Dominique Dominique's our only deep threat. Um, and I think you got to give the kid a shot. What do you have to lose at this point? We are terrible. So just throw him, put him on a fly route, throw it deep, see what happens. I mean, I think we're going to have to try to open it up that way because um, obviously what we're doing is not working. So let's try something different. <laughs> I, I would do that once a quarter. I mean, what's the downside? Like, all right, so you want to run the ball, so go play action and, yeah, throw it up the scene. Throw it, I mean, yep. that – you know, you might – all right, it's something Bill Simmons always said, you know, when he still was around. Man, I haven't heard from Simbo in a while, have you? No, he's been out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, all right, so let's say you throw four of those a game. Let's say that he actually does catch one of them for 30 yards. Well, that's a great play. Yep. The odds are one of the other ones, there's going to be pass interference on them. You know, you might yeah. catch that. Uh, you might run into two of them. 
yeah, pretty then, much as long pretty much as long as Brandon Allen doesn't underthrow it, there's no downside really. Well, well like, I was gonna I'm say gonna, even if he throws an interception, that's almost just like a short punt, right? Like yeah, yeah. so it's a good I third mean, down play. Just chunk it down the field, see what happens. If you're facing a third and fifteen, take a shot like that. Yeah, I mean, you got to do something because what it you got to add it, some wrinkles. It killed me though because we did try it against UTEP and then we never saw it again. Like it was a very obvious that Enos wanted to try that with Dominique Reed, and yeah, we missed it both times, but it was a very close call. Like it was, there was, it wasn't much that would have taken to get that completed. A little bit faster run, a little bit shorter throw, and it was, it was a touchdown pretty much, like in stride. So you remember how excited we were after that UTEP game. Yeah. It seems like that game was played in 2004. 1986, yeah. 1986. <laughs> right, right around the same time that LSU game happened back in 1974. Yeah, when we took a 14 nothing lead, and I thought I was uh, going to punch through your ceiling at your parents' uh, house. I've never, that was the best I've ever felt, and yesterday was the worst I've ever felt. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, because there's just, there's, yesterday was such a, a feeling of just the sinking feeling. Yeah, right? it's, it's bad because like the Toledo thing, you might be able to play off as a fluke, but now it's like right. we're really just this bad. Like we really are. You know, because here's the thing about <laughs> Toledo too. We see that, you know, three or four times a year, you see a a, a mid major kind of rise up. Usually, it's not against a ranked opponent, but it's not shocking. Okay. By the way, Toledo actually beat Iowa State in double overtime yesterday. Yeah, so. Toledo actually could go undefeated legitimately. So I would, and like I said, I would feel better if they are just one of those teams. And yeah. They so go here's undefeated. the thing: what happens if Texas Tech actually? starts beating up on some of these Big 12 teams. Like, maybe they beat TCU next week, and Toledo goes undefeated. Um, maybe you do, do we... look at it. Yeah, maybe you look at it differently. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it maybe, is early. Maybe those two teams are a lot better than we thought coming in, and we're just a lot worse. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you got to – I mean, for me, obviously, I'm a Razorback fan, so I got to kind of put it in perspective to maybe we might have a chance. But um, as of right now, I see a lot of L's on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, and on top of that, what is being the third or fourth best team in the Big 12? I mean, where would that put you in the SEC, for example? I don't know. TCU and Baylor are pretty good. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, I forgot. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they would compete with any of those. You're right. So I think so, yeah. So so the the, the top half, mm-hmm. the top half would actually be very competitive. So, so if Texas, say Texas Tech, Tech like, ends, ends third and maybe upsets Baylor or, Texas, or te- t- TCU, then you're thinking, man, maybe that loss – wasn't so bad, but you know we're gonna find out. It's still early, but obviously we are very demoralized after the two L's early on. So, well, well how, how could you not be? I mean, I mean, there's no way. Yeah, I mean, I understand why we are. It's just I don't know. I'm trying to find ways to cope, Charlie. I'm just trying to find ways to cope, man. It's all you can do sometimes, man. It's all you oh. can do. Well, all right, guys. We'll uh we'll be back to talk about closing down Club Burt next week, probably. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, A&M's going to destroy us. But, uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. I'm um, sorry. I, I, we feel your pain, Hog fans. I mean, I don't know. Tweet don't know us. Can... <laughs> Hit us on Facebook. Email yeah, us, whatever. We'll, we'll start our Hogs Anonymous uh, Facebook group. I know me and Jordan Riley talked about getting that started. So we'll have our weekly meeting. <laughs> Um, so yeah, well, good luck next week, Hog fans. Try to drink a lot. To try to forget about what's going to happen. Yeah, pregame, it'll all, yeah. It'll all be over soon. Yeah. Woo, woo, Thank, uh, I'm Chuck. Woo, woo pig. Thanks for listening as always. Yeah. See you guys.